Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 266. It's the brain does not know what it does. <laughs> my name is Josh Canal. To my left, Courtney Hawk. Oh, yeah. <gasps> so glad to have you back. So excited to be so here. glad to have you back. To my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Uh, it, it feels like it's been more more than uh, one week. It's and, and I think that's like because time, yeah. it, it feels it feels like a long time. Mm. It feels like a long time, and, and that's I don't I don't. We had the love of Glenn Peters in the room yes. last week, and then and then the love of Courtney this week. So and, much love, and I think the time in between those two things is just blank. It's just like a, a blank limbo of of what's happening in the world of television. I don't know. I just want to see these people. I'm trying to create enough love to go all the way until next Sunday. Please. I'm trying. Please do. Just a Sunday. You, you, you want to have a, me with a day point. of no love. You've got to give yourself time to warm up. It's Spe- like, like eating all the way till the next meal. You don't want to do that. Speaking, speaking of Sundays, <laughs> have you been watching the MasterChef? A little bit. Okay. I want to talk about MasterChef a little bit later on okay. in, in the show. Mm. Brett, make a note of that. We're flying by the seat of our pants. We're all just wearing one set of pants. Mm. I'm not, I'm not wearing pants. You're not even wearing pants. No. I know. <laughs> Are you talking Australian pants or English pants? Whatever I have neither. Whatever you like, sir. <laughs> oh, oh. No, it's gone bad? Yeah, that's that's gone. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's gone. It's gone pants. I don't know. It's. I think it's too early in the show. Oh, okay. Well, I am wearing pants. Is that better? No, but you're not. Anyway, flying by the seat. Uh, so, yeah, so, so we're going to talk about MasterChef later on in the show. We've also got a review of the US version of The Killing, not to be confused with the US version of The Office. <laughs> uh, has there been much? I wouldn't mind there's seeing always, the, US there's version, always the US version of someone killing in The Office. Oh. Just going around killing the American characters on The Office. Don't you like the American oh. Office? No. No. Have you not watched it and, I've watched and it. therefore you don't like I've it? I've watched some episodes. I'm not into it. Really? You're wasting my time. The first really? 10? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. No, I, random. I had a housemate who would sit and watch like eight seasons of something in a weekend and I walked in the kitchen a few times and went, this is bullshit. You need to get out of the house. And then I went back downstairs. <laughs> and that's why I don't like it. So it's about issues with your ex-housemate? Yes. And the American office. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to strap you down onto a chair <laughs> and prise your eyelids open. No, putting drops in them. While... Some sort of clockwork orange yes. experiment. Just coming in season three. Oh, don't just tell people to do this. So much good <laughs> stuff, Brett. You just can't. You can't do anyway. So we're going to talk about the American version of the killing. I'm not slagging enough the first I like, two. I like seasons. killing. I like killing. I know you like killing. Yeah, so? I know you like killing. That's why your train was late. Yeah. Uh, we're also uh, going to talk about in, uh, in Good Die Young. We had a request and it was also in my head to do this. We're going to talk about Terriers, a show from last year in Good Die Young. Was it last year? It started last year. Okay, Terriers. I believe. Mm. I'm going to check my notes later on. I'm going to make <laughs> mistakes again like last time. I can't believe it's June already. There may or may not be not letters. It's <laughs> <laughs> <So> outrageous. <laughs> What's outrageous? This is shambolic. I'm, I'm come on, write a, come a letter on, of complaint. A letter, <laughs> letter of complaint. That it's winter already. Oh, that it's winter on already. Wednesday, yeah. I was going to say there may because I'm talking about the show and you're just talking about the weather. <laughs> this can you save oh, it for your poor. weather podcast? Yeah. Because this is not the right 
place nor the time. Uh, Toby Halligan's not in, so there'll be no trotters. So pork will be full of stuff that Brett just wants to talk about. <laughs> different kinds of clouds. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. Brett, Brett Cropley, you've got uh, you've, you've got some interesting news from the US. Yes, uh, out of the US and associated with uh, BBC America is uh, the announcement that Chris Hardwick uh, will be putting together a pilot uh, shooting in June for uh, a TV project based on his podcast, which is the Nerdist Podcast. Now, Chris Hardwick already uh, hosts the Web, Web Soup. Soup show, Mm -hmm. which has taken a lot of the great material from The Soup uh, away from The Soup because The Soup used to cover a lot of web stuff as well. Oh, really? uh, Okay. Yeah. Stuff like uh, Pickle Licking Girl, I think, came from from the web and YouTube it. YouTube Pickle Licking Girl. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. Uh, And, uh, and, yeah, so so Chris Hardwick now does that. He does Web Soup uh, Mm -hmm. and also has a podcast called the Nerdist, which the Nerdist podcast, which is uh, he gets amazing guests in, and and this was 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 it in pork that you talked to me last week, uh, <laughs> mentioning that David Lindelof had been on the Nerdist podcast. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he has been. And, yeah, that was that was, that was a, last a week. Fascinating. Last uh, week was the first time podcast. I ever talked over you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so it's it's a really quality podcast, uh, and and now they're putting it together. Uh, and I can only assume it's because he's such a Doctor Who fan over in the states, and he's been hosting Doctor Who events because he and is American. Theatrical uh, screenings of the show, and then having Q and As with the the writers and directors and and the cast. Um, so uh, Matt Smith's been on uh, the Nerdist podcast as well as uh, who's who's the main writer. Guy now, Stephen Moffat. Yes, yep. Right, so Stephen Moffat will do the Nerdist podcast, but he won't do ours. Uh, no, I, no, I think that's he fine. was in the states at the time. It's fine. I've only asked him like a thousand times. I have actually asked Stephen Moffat about a thousand times to be on this show. I didn't realize sometimes you were directly, I, I, sometimes oh, you know him. I, yeah, well, I should reply to one of his tweets. <laughs> these DMs, <laughs> that's good. He DMs you a lot, doesn't he? He's too prolific. Yeah. Him off I, I just had to start ignoring him. Right. Uh, there's no specific air date for <laughs> the show to go to air on BBC America, uh, but uh, it'll be it'll be great. I, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm not a big fan of the Nerdist. Really? Yeah, I I like the ones where he interviews. Are you not nerdy enough? Oh no, I think I think I'm totally nerdy. Do enough. you understand that the whole kind of Atari Twenty Six Hundred? Yes, taking the cartridges to school just to have them close to you. Kind of stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I understand that. Quite specifically, do you know what that means? Because <laughs> Do you understand that? Did you yes. did you listen to that story? With I, a, I didn't, that's Nerd 101. A, I didn't listen to it of, because of, I like the ones where he interviews people. I like, like he had a he, he had an interview with Nathan Fillion. I thought that was that, that was not bad. Uh interviews with uh, uh cast of Community. Mm-hmm. I thought were, individually. So like, individually were, and, were really were really good. Uh, but Donald Glover was great. Episodes when they're the, on their own, the hostful episodes when they're yeah which when are they're guestless. Yes, uh, <laughs> them I don't like. Them I find a little bit uh, a little bit boring. 
Fair enough. That's just uh, me. But but I, I think surely once they're on TV, they'll is this have the a guest first, every week. Is this the first uh, time that BBC? I'm asking you a question. I know you don't know the answer to the it. BBC America have taken a podcast to a TV show. No, have taken an American host for one of their own TV shows. No, I've got no idea about right. the answer to that. I didn't. I didn't think. No, I should have researched it. If only. If only I'd known. If if only if only I hadn't been sick all week and we'd actually communicated. But um, probably the second example of a podcast that's gone to a TV show. The first I'm thinking of is Ours didn't. is the Ricky Gervais podcast. Yes, mm. that then went to telly with uh, animations, which is just replaying the podcasts, mm. but still but it's on television. Animations. Yeah. Mm. Mm. As far as I know, nothing else is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Oh, I just uh, I just had a glitch. Do you want uh, Do you want the awkward pause or the harmonica? <laughs> <laughs> what harmonica? Craig Ferguson. Oh, see, I don't watch the Craig Ferguson. Oh, you should. It's I've I've kind of I, after I sat in the Letterman audience. Yeah. I kind of went. Well, that's that's it. I've achieved everything I need to achieve with seeing tonight shows. I don't need to watch them anymore. I I would contend that Craig yep. Ferguson is more entertaining than Letterman is. Quite no, quite you, possibly, but you don't he's, you don't want to go and see in Gordon Street? Why not? Why don't I want to sit in a studio for three hours seeing a, a show that should be done live? Yeah, I can't think of a single reason, Courtney. I can't think of a single reason to sit in a studio for three hours being bored out of my head while I see people try to make jokes that might make it to air. Just to to edit into a fifty five minute show. Speaking of that, I I hear there's a show that they've just cut that does exactly that. <laughs> there's uh, <laughs> there is there is a show. It's it, I, I, you know I can't Beautiful say segue. segue. Thank you. I can't say I can't say cut. I'm not picking up any any notes like no visual cues at all. I'm so packed full of pseudoephedrine and, and caffeine. I have no idea what's going on. None whatsoever. But strap yourself in, kid. But Got a little bakehouse going at in your belly. <laughs> at least. At least. I've made it, it, it. You know, I can do the show. That's, uh, I'm here. I'm here. I can do the show. I just have no idea what's going on. About halfway through, we're going to lick Josh and then we're going to, whoa, party on. <laughs> I'm just going to spin around going. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, the, uh, the spe- Spicks and Specs. Spicks and Specs is finally coming to a close. Finally, after I seven say, years. You sound finally. like people have been begging for it to be finished. No, for the last I have. You know, it, it was great. It was great. Speaks and Specs when? was really, really good that first year when it was fresh, mm. when we hadn't seen it before, when we were still excited, when uh, when it wasn't. But but it's still rated. Like people still what? really Average loved it. One point three five million viewers a week. Which is That's huge, huge for the ABC. Is that over the entire seven series? Uh, based on series averages from 06 to 2010. Right. So there, there are some, there are some you know, huge peaks. I don't think you could go with an average. Yeah. There. You could go with median. Uh, I just read it off the bit of paper you yeah. gave me. It was so. such an inoffensively warming comic show. Do you think, I, I, I found it oddly I like, it was ever I have a lot of people saying to me, you would like that. You would really like that, yeah. and so having old to people like it. and being unable to explain you, that you would like it. That no, I don't. Don't like it. <laughs> Why don't you? Like Did it? you ever like it? 
No. You don't like it full stop? Like, no. Like you sit down in front of it and, and it no, just I makes just, you angry? There's a lot of Hamish Blake and that's a waste of my time. You don't like Hamish Blake? I'm looking forward to when he and Andy get their own TV series on Channel 9 so I know when to turn the TV off. <laughs> Instead of, they could be on anything that I enjoy <laughs> ruining it. But I don't understand. Where, where do you stand on Hamish and Andy? <laughs> I like Andy. Oh. He's a great guy. <laughs> What's wrong with Hamish? Look, it's a long story. But... Suffice to say, he beat me in a comedy competition when I was 19 years old and I've never really gotten over it. With his giant comedy fists. No. Beat you with his giant comedy fists. Oh, okay, yeah. In a competition. Yeah, sure. Uh, anyway, the- no, I just don't, I just never really, I, like, I don't mind rock quiz. I find that a bit more organic, I suppose, but it, it just feels a little bit, oh, we're all in the lounge room having a good time like the family I never really had, so I kind of resent them or something. I don't know. It's interesting that in the same week Courtney, that... I think you need another hug. <laughs> in the you same, just want to touch my boobs again. In the same... In the same week that Spicks and Specs announced that it was ending, uh, so did the Channel 9 sports-related Spicks and Specs style show. <laughs> that was a surprise. Between the lines. Uh, which, after, after three... After three well strong... Rated. How, did, how long did Ben Elton get? Three... Three episodes? He got three episodes as well. So, three. So, Channel, Channel 9, two series, three for three. Yeah. The thing, thing about Good. Between the Lines, though, not that bad. Really? Not that bad. It was very much Spicks and Specs with sport. sport. And and they did they did it all right. Mm. But it wasn't just uh, Pete Hellier's ABC thing done with Eddie Maguire? Uh, no, it was more entertaining was than that. Was it The White Room? Uh, the White Room. Channel 7's... Um, with with yeah. uh, Tony Moclair and yeah. Uh, Jules. Yeah, they had two hosts. Again, again, I think it was better done than that. <laughs> well, you would hope, because that was so, fairly ABC? quickly true. Uh, well, but, but, but sport. So, yeah. So, d- different. Uh, <laughs> that, that thing with Ando? Better than that. I thought it was, it was the best Good news sports week? panel show. Well, I don't like that. So... I've never. I know you're never a, ever. I've never liked. Not even on the ABC. Never liked Good News Week. Wow. I came back and it was on, and I'd been watching two years of Have I Got News for You, and I thought, Hey, they, hey, they, they yeah. brought the, the concept in, but no, they just ripped it off. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's really not like that at all. Uh, the uh, so I, I thought I thought it was not bad, and I actually thought it was going to go keep going. I thought it would build an audience. Channel Nine are quite chop happy with that sort of stuff though. They're much less likely to go, oh yeah, we'll let you build it. They're like, put it on, it sucks, get it off, you know. They're fairly definite about their stuff at Channel Nine. Well and they and they have people on staff. So like Eddie Maguire is there. He's just there mm. earning money. But doesn't matter. In the recent what are the what are the Q ratings? ratings? In the Q ratings, no one likes Eddie. Yeah, I know. So tricky know. for them because he's their like big guy. You wheel wheel him on to any set make him, like, wind him up at the back, let him go, he should make it work and then no dice. So they that's screwed. That's why they've got Carl Stefanovic. That's why. That's why. Right, that's oh, no, why. He's, he's 153rd or something. In the Q ratings. Yeah. But, but Gold Logie winner. So Gold thanks, Logie Channel gets, 9 Publicity Department. So they've, got, so they've got that and they had a huge campaign over, over you know, vote for gold. Today. For, and and just, just a ridiculous amount of publicity went into making Carl Stefanovic the Gold Logie winner, mm. that uh, it it is going to change the way that we see Gold Logie uh, campaigns from now on. Like th- It's they, just devalued the award so badly that... Except people are going to spend... I, I, you know, I wouldn't people be are surprised refuse to accept it. I wouldn't be surprised if next year there are billboards really? for voting for Gold Logie. I, 
That's you think you think this has shown that spending money on it is worthwhile. So you feel that networks are going to go right. This is this is worth spending on. I think worthwhile is subjective. It's not worthwhile to you and I, but I mean for them, for in them, their minds. In, in their minds, yeah. it's like, well, he won the gold logie, therefore spending money on it, putting airtime towards getting people to vote for Carl mm. was worthwhile. Yes, let's do it. Let's put more money behind it because people recognise the gold logie winner. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. So, you know, I, I reckon that's, uh, that's the situation there. They, they're really going to push Carl. As as their new guy, I wouldn't be surprised if Carl is hosting a game show come next. Well, he has February. that kind of Glen Ridge sort of a, look for a while. He looks a bit Glen Ridge kind of game sh- baby John. Do you know what I mean? Like young. He hasn't got the same amount of credibility though. That Glen Ridge. As which one <laughs> of the two? Either one. He's got the baby kind of John hair Bridges. for it. I think I can see that, but yeah. Yeah, but you, you know, is he? I, I mean, I think the problem with Channel Nine is that they're. Uh, they're not liberal enough with their with their views. They're not really pushing the uh, pushing the boundaries and uh, and I threw the word nine. I threw the word liberal in there to to try to push a segue, but I just I oh. don't I can't my, my face has no it's like I've been given Botox. I've got no expression that I can actually project. Right, no, no, anyway, no, just just before we move on from Spicks and Specs, which you. We're talking about as a news item. It's gone. You guys, it's ca- they're done. It's done. You guys last haven't year. had any inside goss uh, from from any cast members on what what went on with that. Was it just Adam Hills or was it I the three it's of them? Because there was talk, talk that you know bringing another host, bringing Red Simons at one point. They were talking oh about. God. I think I think it's just it's just time. I think following on yeah. from the success know. of seven, seven years ago, seven years ago, all three of those. People were in very different places in their in their careers and their lives, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and they've all moved on. It's a really grueling schedule uh, to to film eight shows in one night. You know, and the shows go for fifteen hours each, and it's just no, they never shot eight shows. No, but they would they shoot two four, or three. They would shoot four in one week. Yeah. yeah. And the and the and the shows do go for an hour and a half, two hours but then of, have of shooting the rest of the year off. Yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, it's in a terms really grueling schedule. Yeah, and also I think, but that's a fairly typical. I mean, from a comedy perspective, that's a very typical thing for like uh, a token management person to have something that they're doing, and then there's some sort of overlap, and then, um, you know, in Adam Hill's case, he's been doing Spicks and Specs for all this time, and then he started doing Gordon Street tonight, and that went all right. That seems to be progressing, and so now that there's the overlap, he's got the next thing to jump onto. So we'll get rid of that. That seems a fairly common kind of it's, thing it's in TV. Interesting though that Gordon Street tonight did not have the ratings that I thought it was going to have, and it and and Certainly Adam not. Hills Adam Hills uh, cutaways to to what's her face to Hannah kind of yeah through it I think it was all it was all a bit weird. It didn't feel like they had worked it all out properly, and mm. it didn't feel like they were comfortable in it either. It felt like they were all sitting awkwardly in some uncomfortable chairs or something. But and I, I, I agree. I agree if, with you. If you're going to do a Tonight Show. Do, do it, it live, live to tape, yeah. because that's where the that's where the energy comes from. You know, that's that's one thing that, that Daryl Summers had right yeah. was you need to do a show live to yeah. get that live energy. And that show did feel really flat. Yeah, you know, it feels really, especially considering Adam Hills in his stand up is known for his. You know, it's so energetic and it's so involving. It's amazing how something that's so involving for people in the room can come out so flat on television. 
And I think you're right. It's the the pre-recording of it's, it. It's a similar problem I have with, and this is another Adam Hill's project, or you know, he's got his name on it somewhere. Uh, the Warehouse Comedy, which is screening on ABC Two, I believe, where uh, he gets uh, people who did full comedy festival shows mm. and wants to record. You know, in the introduction, he says he wants to record them for for posterity, uh, and and so puts them in a warehouse with a big audience and mm. gets them to do them. And uh, I've seen Denise Scott doing number 26, Hannah Gadsby doing uh, Full of Jubes, Kiss Me Quick and Full of Jubes. Lots of of great comedians doing really great shows Mm. that the ABC then cuts down to half an hour, taking all the emotional journey out. Which is what makes a show, a comedy show anyway, yeah. And it ends up just being kind of disjointed, two 15-minute bits. You don't want to watch like stand up so hard to to put on screen anyway. It's not. It's never. You know. You never want to watch half an hour of stand up on a screen. Are you kidding yeah. me? I sometimes don't don't want to watch fifty minutes of it in a room. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, I know. Um, except when I'm there. Except when you're. Mm. Except when you're there in the audience or on stage, <laughs> Courtney. Especially on stage is Espe- what you're saying. Especially on stage, That's but sometimes right. if you're in the audience, I just at least I can keep myself interested by going. Is Courtney enjoying it? Is Courtney enjoying it? Yeah, it's such a question because 90% of the time, no. <laughs> Sometimes you've just already left. <laughs> uh, anyway. There's some, some kid's written a book. Pretty much. It, it has a great feel of first degree. I did six months of an arts degree and then I quit and wrote a book. So uh, this American guy wrote a book about how uh, American television is basically a plot of the lefty pinko Muppets. sometimes literally, um, to get their propaganda across, such as uh, TV series Friends, Undermined Family Values, Sesame Street taught ethnic minorities about civil disobedience. I must have missed that episode. (laughs) Like, what? Uh, uh, When uh, it it was that whole whole episode where uh, Grover was protesting and the police came and he just laid down in the ground and let... (laughs) Let them drag him away. Yeah, yeah. And, and they had the tanks roll into Sesame Street. Yeah. yeah, And Telly was up the front. Ended badly. Uh, <laughs> Poor Telly monster. He's so he's sad. He's the best, isn't he? He's so sad. His little feathers on his head. Oh. I suppose. And, and Big Bird is promoting female obesity. Is Big Bird a woman? It's a woman in Big Bird. No, That's it's lesbian. not. It's not a woman in Big Bird. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Carol Smith is a man. Carol? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's some some sort of lefty plot right there. <laughs> Dude named Carol, lesbians. And the 80s cop show MacGyver tried to persuade pistol-packing Americans that guns are bad. Apparently the whole point of MacGyver, this guy said, what? is to teach out to teach people that there's no point in using guns. Well, okay, so the, the creative... Because, the cr- creative because MacGyver, we've got explosives everywhere. You can make it out of... Creator of MacGyver really wanted to show ingenuity... And have MacGyver get out of situations without resorting to guns or knives. Correct. So it, it's really more a kind of Boy Scout if, you, if you're stuck in a situation, blah, 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 worst case scenario handbook kind of stuff. I think it was based on the life of John McCain, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, yes it was. Yeah, when he was a prisoner of Just war. a short part of his life. I, yeah. I missed the season of Not the MacGyver part. where he was tied up with his hands above his head for the whole season. <laughs> that was McCain pre-season. Joke. Just based you know how on... how to write TV. Just All the bad on. stuff happens before, and then you start where the interesting stuff is. So, so that was that was the point, and and this is even so happy this guy, days. This even guy, happy days. Has ben a, Shapiro is his name. Is it? 
Yeah, it is. Uh, he is. He sounds. What sort of name is that? He is tw- Jewish. Yeah, twenty six mm-hmm. years old. Well, and this is the thing because he's failed because arts he's, degree. Because he's Jewish, went to Harvard, is young. He says that he got a lot of these uh, a, a lot of these comments from people because they assumed that uh, coming from where he was, he was already a leftist. Oh. And and therefore they were willing to be so openly left with you him. Know, you know what? You know what the left needs? It needs some sort of fish in the sand symbol. Otherwise, we're going to get caught out all the time. You know, with the Jesus sandals and shit. That <laughs> that's what we need. We need some sort of sign for each other. Otherwise, these people are going to get onto and, uh, it. And we need to be more like the Masons. <laughs> more more like, skirts on men. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. The aprons. Aprons. Uh, more gloves. Uh, he even he even said Happy Days was anti-Vietnam. Well, and yeah, so it it is. In what way? Oh, just so there there are bits there are bits towards the end where uh, Richie has joined the army and there's some anti-army stuff. Oh, uh, I thought it was because right, towards know, the end, yeah, towards like, the end, like after Jody loves Chachi, yeah, after really? jumping the shark, Damn. literally. There's uh, there's some when when Ted what's his face is. Here's here's the thing. Okay, there were, there were also anti-smoking episodes of uh, of. of of happy days. Uh, so that's just when, when the Fonzie hit the jukebox. Was the Fonzie like <sighs> ripping off the system? No, McCarthy, <laughs> and then the jukebox was communism. He was hitting it, and then it would sing. Making it dance, like yeah. <laughs> the uh, the the thing is, these TV shows have a social message. You do, for, yeah, for, for a large part, Sesame Street especially mm. uh, tries to to offer. Uh, the ideas of cooperation and communism, eth- ethnic diversity, communism, and so that's and that's what this guy's saying. He's yeah. just going, well, that's clearly reds under the bed, yeah. and, and and it's it's so it's so ridiculous that the idea that peace is a leftist concept yeah. and raw and and raw and, and war is a right wing concept is is ridiculous. It's good for the economy, Josh. Think well, about yeah, the economy. yeah, it's it's money or whatever your bleeding heart bullshit is. That's the two sides of the argument. So if 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 war happens to make money, then good, that's good. It's 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 not. Well, it's, it's, it's only a secondary thing. It's good for. We don't consider war in and of itself. That's it's good for Halliburton. Something pinkos do. Yeah, how did, it's good for the economy. How did the communists take over Russia in the first place? No, not through peace. Not through. Peace, love, and understanding. I'll tell you that now. This guy's argument is so completely flawed yeah. that he, he he really. I've never wanted to burn a book before. <laughs> you can just burn this thing you printed and out from the internet. It saves you the time. The uh, and the, and the thing is that his book it's just it's that whole kind of spurious argument thing and trying to make people hate television and just that really kind of he's he's got this you know he's got this point in it about. Um, tying in how he, the the producers of Friends hired um, the sister of Newt Gingrich. Gingrich, Gingrich, Gingrich yep, um, the Republican. She's, she's she's an actor. Yeah, yeah, because because they wanted someone to play the preacher at a lesbian wedding, and the reason that they hired this particular sister is as a a fuck you to the Republicans. Wait, a minute, hasn't he got a lesbian daughter? Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure he does. Some, well, someone like does. I think you it's not, I mean, no, no, Bob Dole. Bob Dole, I think. Yeah, Bob Dole does. I think Bob Dole has yeah. a lesbian daughter. You're right. Uh, okay. Yeah, but just it's just so it's so Hang spurious. We should, we should research this, otherwise we're going to get complaints. <laughs> we, we are. 
It, it, it is. It's spurious. Um, it makes me angry. There's no reason to hate on television just because some people have views that are different to yours. Just because you love. Just because you love war and shooting people, Ben Shapiro, doesn't mean that other people can't not love war and shooting people. I don't. I don't think he's even coming from a perspective of. Of wanting to attack TV, I, I suspect that yeah, you know the, the Republican Party and the Tea Party element of that, and the fucking birthers and and these morons who just insist in in the face of all evidence that that says that they're wrong, just insist that this is all a great big conspiracy, mm. and and it's it's just destroying America. They're they're the people that are that are voting for for uh, Palin and and you know, giving her the, the big ups to run for president again, who says that she can see Russia from a freaking house. <laughs> they're just, they've got no clue. I think the point and, is... And they're so... Not, they've, they're no, they're no, actually becoming more and more and more irrational. That's on an anti-right rant now. I know. I know. It's all right. But this is... It's, it, it, it perfectly fits into all of that that we're seeing in the I think States. They're just the going go through, they're going like, through Donald tele- Trump. Donald Trump being a birther. They're going through television to get to the point that they're already making. It's not that they're against yeah. television. Which is that the you whole world's going communist. I take it personally. I take it personally. Do you? Ben Shapiro, you and me. Outside. Outside. <laughs> You're 26. I'm 36. You might have youth on your side, but I have intelligence and fists of fury. You could take him, I reckon. And that is the Boxcutters <laughs> News. This is Elmo from Sesame Street, and you're listening to Boxcutters, baby. <laughs> the Killing is a US TV series that is based on a Danish TV series called The Killing, but in Danish. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in Danish, in Danish, it's, uh, it's for Brydason. For Brydason. What did you call my mother? Mrs. Courtney Hawking. <laughs> That's, That's not what she was saying last night. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. hey, hey no, hey. we're not doing that. No. We're not <laughs> doing that. It's always too early for that. Brett, <laughs> Brett, we're not doing that. Some poor young girl has been killed and we need to solve that murder. We oh, do. Yes. In, in a manner that's as, as sort of um, dark as the X-Files and yet as sort of twisty and soapy as an episode of True Blood in the good seasons. Like, interesting, interesting. Oh, my God, what's going to happen in the next episode? There were good seasons of True Blood. And you, and you don't. I was like going to say so. I don't know what you. Right. Do you know uh, the, what I mean? The, so it's 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 based it's based on this Danish series that ran for for twenty episodes uh, in two thousand and seven, where it rained all the time. Mm. A policewoman wore a jumper, and everybody loved it. So a, a, a heavy knit, a, a, a heavy a heavy knit brown jumper. So well, where do you shoot that in the states? Canada. Seattle. Canada. Well, yeah, you shoot, you shoot it in Canada. And you pretend it's Seattle. And you pretend it's Seattle. Yeah. But they've got no Space Needle in Canada. Yeah, but they can superimpose it. Space Needle. They can superimpose it. I thought you yeah. said Space Noodle. I was like, mm. oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. For Pedant Brett, can we say primary shooting happened in Vancouver, Canada. Secondary unit did some work in Seattle, Washington, yeah. USA. Yeah, that like when they had to superimpose like a view from a window onto a shot that was shot in Vancouver, Seattle was the place that they did that. Yeah. Yeah. So it so it's it's raining all the time. This uh, this this policewoman, it, she's supposed to retire. Yeah. She's got twenty four hours. Which sounds later. so she's crap. In the state. Like it's such a 
you know, obvious setup. It's 24 hours before her retirement and she's about to hand over to the new cop. Well, not even. Hacky, and hacky. Then, not even. So so she has, there's like this false start thing with, with the uh, the fellas giving her a going away thing. Mm. And then she's got a couple of hours and, and ah, you're still on the public dime. Just take this on. I, I know you'd knock off at 6.30. And and it sounds it sounds so crap when mm. you you know oh she's you know days from retirement she gets shot like that's is that kind of yeah that's kind of thing but she wasn't retiring she was she was going moving interstate moving, moving away moving, from Seattle moving down to to California to marry a new husband she she uh, previous son previously married has a son uh, marrying a new husband. Uh, and it's going to uh, be a new start. Yeah, yeah. everything's everything's going to be brand new. But then this girl gets killed, and she has to uh, do the start of the investigation, and then hand over to uh, Twitchy McNulty. Hipster McNulty. To, to, to Twitchy Hipster McNulty. Yeah, with tall, a mustache. Tall Twitchy Hipster McNulty. Yeah. And uh, and but it's a, it's a girl who's been killed, and uh, and and, we, and there's some history. With this policewoman and a girl who was killed before. There's another girl that was killed. She can't, she can't get over it. Well, it's, and it's, the guy's very 21 jump straight. It's gradually sort of sort of um, pulled out, you know, as you gradually get more cards revealed to you. There's, we're seeing some guy, he's running for election as the mayor. And oh, why are intrigued. they showing us? Interesting. It's the why with white people. You know, here's it's, some more stuff. You know. Except... Except that, and I think going through and talking about the uh, the, the premise mm. explains this to me a little bit more. It's a little bit crap. The it looks beautiful, and it sucked me in. It sucked me in so hard with the way it looked and the jumper and and Mireille Yunos, the chick from Big Love, the chick from Big Love. Uh, the one of the twins, one, yeah, <laughs> one, yeah, the twins, yeah, the not dead twin, uh, from uh, fr- from Big Love, yeah, the second wife, yeah. of the brother. Uh, she um, uh, looks great in a prairie outfit. The uh, <laughs> she she can make prairie hot, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and she's in it. She's she's a really great actor. She has a and v- it's very lovely kind of noir sort of like she's. She's almost working at another level. Like she closes her eyes a lot. It's like she's almost sleepwalking, and yet she has this sense when like a things serious, aren't right, or you know, like like a, a a serious Renee Zellweger from fifteen years ago. Well, that sounds that sounds much worse than it is. From fifteen years ago, she was I wasn't great then. Barely alive then. I don't oh, know. you're so well, young. <laughs> Bridget Jones' Diary. That was fifteen years ago, wasn't it? I don't know. Your whole time perception thing's weird. Jerry Maguire was sure. 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, Jerry Maguire was 15 years ago, but she was never serious. So no. this is, anyway. I see what you're saying, right. but it's a stretch. Uh, and you've got homework to do, so we've got to get this done. Because <laughs> uh, um, you're so young. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Really, my bedtime. It is. So, you know, it's, it's got that. It's, and, she's, and, she's, and she's great, but twitchy hipster mcnulty is is terrible it's got michelle forbes in it michelle forbes is excellent you might remember yes. her from star trek next generation homicide life on the street from homicide life this on the streets crazy this. woman in true blood She's in she was uh david duchovny's girlfriend in california when, when I say, sorry, when ah, I say... The movie. Yeah. Yeah. When I say True Blood, what I mean, it has that soapy thing of, you know, the episode's good. It's not great. It's good. And you're following it along and I'm quite interested. And then right before the end of every episode, they reveal something that you go, what? 
That's what I mean. Which like, is why it's that I've, really soapy kind of hooks you in, and like I've got to watch the next episode now. I've renamed it. I've renamed it the herring. <laughs> because yeah. there are so many red herrings in this show. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you think it's this guy? Well, it's not that guy. <laughs> and you know why? Because whoosh, reveal the mask. It was that other guy, He's but it's not him either. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so every- you're just going to watch it every single week. Is it that guy? But no. it's not, but that it's guy not no. even like it's not even each episode they go, it's not that guy. They go, is it this guy? Oh, maybe it's this guy. But what about this guy? And then you're like, but it could be that guy or that guy. I know. Yeah. And then what about this other guy who seems to be looming largely in hmm. the background, but uh, but we, we haven't really yet. known. Yeah. yeah. When are we going to find out about him? And and the uh, so so you've seen four episodes, Courtney. Yep. Brett, how much have you seen? I think I watched. Seven. I've seen six or seven. I've seen eight, and uh, and it uh, the eighth one really makes a huge difference. It's oh yeah, see see this Brett, see what he's doing here. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, I've seen <laughs> just the- when I thought I was out, they dragged me back <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. I think I've I seen really think the eighth eight. episode is really really where it counts. It's where it's where it turns. You know on what? It's a plot point. You're like an art the, collector. It's it's because it's because the eighth episode gets so ridiculous. Oh, well, in a crap way or a good in, way? In a crap way. Oh. After seven, I'm already annoyed that they just keep on rolling it. They're just rolling They're it on. They're stringing us along. I'm, I'm so maybe I've seen... No, it. I've seen nine. It's it's day nine. Nine are out now. Yeah, yeah I think it's day nine that I saw. And I, so every every episode is another day in this investigation. Another reason that she's not going to go back, go, go down to Sonoma and mm. start getting ready for her wedding. Well, did that he just disappear? He hasn't, he hasn't shown back up or answered calls, has he? Oh, uh, he answered a call recently or someone answered a call at his house or I don't know. I don't really care anymore. And then her son's getting into trouble and I don't care. This is this this show, because I watched all four episodes that I saw yesterday, it's it's a real triumph of, of downloading stuff over watching it on television because it's the kind of show that, you know, if I watch it all in a week, it's quite good. But if I was waiting every week for a new episode, I'd be like, screw this, I'm not watching this. Yep, yep. And yeah. that happened to me after watching episode seven and maybe that's what's... Well, and uh, on, on on reflecting on it, and this, and, and we I've watched against we watched three episodes. Remember, I told you about that excellent holiday that I had in Port Douglas, where we just sat on the bed and and watched TV <laughs> on the laptop the whole time because yeah. that's what you do. That's why Australia was settled, so people could do things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why people keep making cane sugar no. in in northern in northern Queensland. Yeah. So that I can do that in air conditioning, mm-hmm. far away from everybody else in the world. <laughs> Watched three episodes in a row, loved it, and uh, and now that I'm watching it week to week, mm, not so much. I don't care anymore. But to be fair, um, I was reading some reviews on the internet, and you know, just to give our listeners, you know, the other side of it, it seems to have fairly universally good reviews. People love it. People love it. People really, people so don't really go. Love it. It's on AMC. It's, it's, it's along it. the lines of uh, what was the the Breaking show? Bad? Nah, the one that got cancelled um, <laughs> about the the people the, doing the case files on the spies and stuff. Oh, uh, and the old boss got yeah, yeah, yeah. I, f- I forgot that, but yeah, train. that that only lasted one season. But again, I got sick of that. I got sick of that after like episode three, I think. Is the killing supposed to come back for another series? Did well, the Danish one have more than one? Yeah, the Danish one had uh, Farbis Bainbubber <laughs> two uh, yeah. in two thousand and nine. Different, different case. Different case. Two years later, 
Two years, right. She's still trying to get down to California for that wedding. <laughs> Probably. It's no funny it's no fun investigating murders in the sun unless it's Dexter. You know, boring. Yeah, and he, you know what? Because Dexter has that similar I don't care element, but it's done with so much fun. Well, there's that, a bit of flair to Dexter. And you know, a bit of jaunty music, a bit of Michael C. Hall and his sort of dancer hips. Oh, I'll watch that. Every time someone says Michael C. Hall, though, I just think of Anthony Michael Hall. And, I, know, I do uh, that too. Uh, or, or see Thomas Howell. And <laughs> like I get them all confused. They're all in my head, one person. Mm. It's uh, with, with quite quite a back catalogue of work. Which <laughs> is why they've done a lot of work. Say. It's yeah. impressive. David yeah. from Six Feet Under. Uh, uh, the, uh, David. The, so, so, so the killing, I just don't know. I think if you're going to binge watch it, yeah, do sure. It. Do it. Sure. Do it, do it, do it. There's, do it. You know, and it's it's fun every time the the father of the dead girl comes on screen to just go, oh, Louis C.K., don't do that. Cause he, looks, <laughs> he looks like Louis C.K. and he's not Louis C.K. So sometimes I call him Louis C.K., sometimes I call him not Louis C.K. <laughs> right. So you've seen two more episodes. Does he keep on kind of going off the every, handle? And, it's and just, it's red herring after red herring. They're looking after this guy. I'm going to go and attack him. I'm going to take him out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, the, it's, the red, it's the red herring. It's the red herring show. Do they eat a lot of herring in there? In in Daneland? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Mm. So, ah, 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 ah one, culture. Hey? Hey? Hey, go, <laughs> I thought why Josh brought it up. Um, but uh, no, isn't it at one point it, his young buddy? Uh, Is that one of the herrings? Well, that's, you know, that's, that's a herring. Like, what does he do then? That's a herring to be named later, Brett. That's, uh, you know, and, and this is... This is it. You know, every single person is a suspect. Even this conversation, I just can't give a shit about it. No, neither can I. It feels very, um, what's it? I want to say, I don't, who's that? I'm such an idiot. Like Sherlock Holmes kind of, oh, was it you, Mr. So-and-so, with your monocle in the bathroom? Oh, was it you? You know. Yeah, but, and and, you know, and Jessica Jessica (laughs) Fletcher would would solve this stuff in an episode. Bam, move on to the next one. You've been raised on the easy stuff, man. That's not what crime's like. If it was real, there'd be heaps of red herrings and then the cops would give up. And That's what would happen. And this woman hasn't written a single novel. <laughs> the, that would be on a show called Cold Coast. Um, but so much angst as well. Just freaking get over the angst. It's like Munch being so disgusted at how can these filthy perverts do this to, to another dead body. They're seeing it every single day or every single week. They, should, they shouldn't be that but, angry about it still. But Munch it is, is the lefty uh, moral centre. Left centre. It is, however, shot beautifully. Oh, it's gorgeous. It, it is if, shot beautifully. If you like film rain. You like yeah. rain? You like rain? You'll love yeah. it. I love I love rain. And and you know what? There is something really lovely about sitting inside while you're in Port Douglas. It's a beautiful <laughs> day outside and you're just watching Seattle rain. So on- what you're saying is if you're going to watch it all in one go, specifically in Port Douglas, go right ahead. Yeah, Anyone else? Maybe not. Yeah, mm. maybe it's not for you. Also, those setting shots of Seattle past the Space Needle kept on <laughs> making me think of, of Grey's Anatomy and, and uh, uh, Frasier. <laughs> I don't think in fact, that's... in fact, the killing is just like if Grey's Anatomy and Frasier had a baby. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that, Brett. You're right. Without you're right. the dog. Or, or the episode of Six Feet Under when Nate goes to visit Lisa. Oh, fuck. That was uh, the downfall of that show. Yeah. You know what? That's that's another that's another similarity between Six Feet Under and Party of Five. 
We'll come to that later. Hi, I'm Tim Ferguson, and I listen, they listen, and you should listen to box cutters. They're sharp, they're small, and you can take over your own jumbo jet with them. Box cutters. Hi, I'm Josh Canal, co-host of Box Cutters. Last week, during the news, I incorrectly stated that the late Macho Man Randy Savage was a colour commentator at WrestleMania 1. WrestleMania 1 aired on 31st of March 1985, and Savage did not sign with the WWF until June of that year. Sometimes when we make this show, we run out of time to do the research we need to do to not make those mistakes. You may have heard that time equals money, and money equals time. That's true. So why not buy us some time by giving us some money? Touch one of the donate buttons on the website with your mouse, and stop me making stupid mistakes. Thanks. Hi there, I'm... Myth Warhurst. That's better than I could do it. And I'm from Speaks and Specs, and you are listening to Box Cutters. Say that, guys. Box Cutters. Box Cutters. <laughs> Terriers is a show that started going to air uh, on September the 8th, 2010. It went through all 13 episodes mm-hmm. in one season. Finishing its run on the 1st of December 2010, every week it aired for 13 weeks, and then no more. They didn't reschedule? They just didn't renew for a second season? They didn't renew for for a second season. Uh, They didn't extend it to 22 or 26 episodes. They just had 13 episodes, and that was it. Terriers was a really fun show. A really fun show. It's about dogs. That was clearly going to go somewhere. Not about dogs. About uh, unemployed Terrorists. detectives. Oh. Unemployed detectives. Yeah. So they're kind PIs? of they're kind of private private cops. It's an an ex cop, an ex cop, and and recovering alcoholic. <laughs> Is that uh, two people or one person? No, one person, and he's uh, and he's uh, no good nick mate, and uh, the ex cop recovering alcoholic. Uh, runs these like tiny little scams just to get by because he's got really no income, uh, but he's also got alimony payments. Uh, he really wants his ex-wife back, but she's moving on. Uh, so it's a bit like Burn Notice, except with the next cop rather than the next spy. And they're solving crimes every week, but little yeah, Burn Notice. Burn notice yeah. Like, so uh, he's committing crimes and solving crimes at the same time. He's not committing crimes. He's just. Kind of doing scams, doing things a little bit dodgy, but not not in a breaking the law way necessarily. Like what? Anyway, Give don't pass. An I can't. It's, it was six months ago. It's disappointing. I don't remember nothing. I don't remember anything from this morning. What I'm so that? hepped up on goofballs. I don't know what's going on, Courtney. It's cold and flu medicine. Bam. It's like I don't know you anymore. With Josh. Brett's coffee. <laughs> I know you're high Zoom. as a kite. Uh, so that's Terriers. Wang. It's gone. Uh, so it, it was a really fun show. It was a really fun show that did not hold my interest for more than two Who episodes. made it? Who's in it? Where's it from? Uh, it was. It aired on FX in the US, mm-hmm. which is basic cable, uh, same uh, same basic cable channel as gave Louis C.K. Oh yeah, all that they gave him like you know hundred thousand yep. dollars make an episode of TV. He went and made Louis. Yep. Okay. Uh, Who's in it? Anyone we know? No. Okay. Donald Logue. Who? Apparently did didn't did he teach the um, Colin Firth to speak? Uh, no, that's uh, that's uh, Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're thinking of the pianist. 
<laughs> I'm always thinking of the pianist. No, sorry. Rachmaninoff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of Rachmaninoff. <laughs> like in Willy Wonka, where they get it wrong. Yeah. Where he says it's Rachmaninoff, but it's not. Oh, anyway, what, what is it? Something else. That's a great story. <laughs> Was that the Depp Willy heaps. Wonka? Uh, Daniel, no, Logue, uh, Daniel Logue, you might remember from, I don't know, Million Dollar Hotel, Ghost Rider, Max Payne. Uh, no. Purple Vite Life. He was in Life. He played the captain in Life. He uh-huh. was in the film Zodiac. Oh, well, who was he in Zodiac? I can remember those nine hours of my life. Ken Narlo. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's just a guy's name. Oh, you suck. <laughs> me? You suck. I suck for saying Ken, Ken Narlo. Na- like, what does that mean to me? That's who he was. You was he like one of the detectives? I or? have no idea. Clearly. Clearly, you have no idea. What are you getting at with this? And who's, What's your who's point? the guy that looks like Timothy Oliphant? Who is who is the uh, the PI? What? Which? Who is the other guy? <laughs> Michael Raymond James. Someone broke Josh. Bring back real Josh. Oh, real Josh will be back next week uh, when he no longer has to, you know, take supplements to just get going. Mm. It's it's been such a terrible week for my head and nose. It really has. Uh, anyway, so Terriers was really, really fun in that same kind of way that you'd be too young to remember a show called Riptide, yeah. Courtney. But, uh, but Riptide was this show that was, you know, kind of Simon and Simon, just fun buddy comedy with some, uh, with, with a little bit of, oh, I wish I had their lives, but they're also really irresponsible, but they also get to solve crimes. Like bored to death. Kind, like... Like Bored to Death, but less urbane. Yep. Okay. Less urbane than Bored to Death, but... Less this, hipster than Bored to yeah, Death. Yeah, less mm. hipster than Bored to Death. But so, so the kind of life that they want to live in Bored to Death, mm. that's the life that these guys are, are okay. living. Yeah. Taking all the risks and... and Smoking ev- pot with Ted Danson. No, that's Bored to Death. Oh, okay. It's easy to get them confused. Yes. It was a really fun show. Uh, the, guy, uh, the guy who created it... Uh, was Ted Griffin. Uh, Ted Griffin created it, and I had all of these notes so set up. He's in a uh, Family Guy, isn't he? No, that's his brother Peter. That's the other guy. Uh, he wrote the screenplay to Ocean's Eleven. That's what I was okay. trying to get at. I needed visual cues. Uh, yeah, he, and something to do with the killers. By and he, the and he wrote, view of he wrote that terrible Ashton Kutcher. Catherine Heigl film, The Killers. Mm -hmm. But he also wrote an episode of The Shield, which is where I knew his name from when I saw this come up. Hmm. It just got no audience. Yeah. No one watched it. Probably because I couldn't explain it properly. (laughs) Well, yeah. These things happen retroactively. (laughs) That's Good Day Young. When's it coming up on Australian TV? (laughs) It's replacing Spicks and Specs. (laughs) Excellent. Look out for it. And now, here's something I didn't even prepare, and it'll be more interesting than that. MasterChef. Have either of you been watching the uh, the, series of MasterChef? No, not a fan. A little bit. I I loved it it last year, and the year before I enjoyed it. Like, you know, I really... This year, not so much. I don't know whether it's because it's too early in the season, so I don't know who I have to care about yet, 
or I'm just not into it. They're still doing the great big group kind of outside. Oh, there's 27 of them and a surfer guy and some annoying chicks and oh, I don't know who you people are and you might be gone next week, so I can't love you. <laughs> Life's too short. You only have so much love to give, Brett. <laughs> don't, don't. I think, I think that's telling. Not that you only have so much love to give, but that... <laughs> Because that, that is telling as well. <laughs> you really, you really cared last year, and you don't care this year. Yeah, and maybe because I feel it doesn't need me anymore. Like they've flown the coop, they've, you know. They don't need my love. They I think the world. I think they've gone a little bit negative. Oh, really? I, I have a feeling that in this current season of Australian MasterChef, they're going a little bit negative. There's the a judges, little, the editing, the the judging and the editing. And the and the and the gameplay as well that that they've that they've set up. Mm. So uh, there was really early on, there was uh, a task that one team lost. So at the moment, it's still you know quite large. They're split into two teams, red and blue. Mm. Uh, one team lost, and they had to choose two people to go into the elimination. So there's more of that kind of interplay involved than there was before. Yeah. Whereas yeah. It, whereas it used to just be. Yeah. The judges... The judges have the power. Having the power. And, and, the, and the players play, yeah. And now it's about people playing each no. other off. No, and that was the good thing about MasterChef. Is, and that's what every people really liked about it. Not everybody. But people really were overjoyed by the... Oh, it's, you know, it's just... It's about cooking and it's about the it's skill. It's not, it's not about the competitiveness and the characters and, you know, as much, yeah. I guess. It's about chasing a dream and this is my one chance and all of that sort of crap mm. that they uh, that now is is just not enough not yeah. enough drama apparently in wanting to chase your dream well, because it, it just failed in the ratings last year and the year yeah, yeah it did so poorly in the last two years yeah. to be fair I watched an episode earlier I've watched I think two episodes two in a bit maybe and one of them that I watched the first one I watched which has been about two weeks in the food that they were serving up is crap I've seen better food at the pub yeah. and I've been to a lot of pubs and a lot of them, crap food. And the food was just like, I could cook. Do you know what I mean? I could cook that. And I know it's a master chef. It's not, I don't know, something. Top ama- chef. Well, you know, yeah, it's, it's not it's- remarkable cooking. But it just wasn't, it just felt like we've already got to the bottom of the barrel of um, all the good chefs in Australia. And here's some people we found. That's not already yeah. in, a, in a kitchen. I, I want to watch, I want to watch remarkable cooking. <laughs> Courtney Hawking. Yeah, baby. You yeah. would. It would be good. Yeah. I can cook. Remarkable cooking. I love that as a name for a show. Mm. Uh, but it, you're right. It's it's not. But they're still in their learning stages to to, to a large extent. Maybe I don't want to watch that. But then they're also like the, some of the uh, some of the challenges are a little bit ridiculous. Like they're getting they're getting them to to uh, make scallops on papillot. they <laughs> which is a. A real thing, but isn't a real thing. Like, no mm. one makes scallops on Pepiot, yeah. but they had to do it in this challenge. Mm. They're giving them really, really hard challenges that cooks of their level can't, can't do. Can't do. Yeah. And they're, they're doing things where, well, you won't have a recipe for this. Mm. And there's less help that they're getting, and it's less about so trying, to, trying to learn yeah, about them. cooking and, mm. and more about, well, you should... You should know about this. Yeah, I watched um, the one I watched last week was about they went to they went to Manly Beach and they fed the the young kids who N- were, nippers the nippers yeah sounds rude but yeah they did fed snacks they to made, the nippers they made snacks from scratch 
which right. is quite impressive. That's yeah, uh, hard to do. They also made ice cream from scratch. From scratch, impressive also. But bad if you, you get them mixed up. As you say, oh, I don't know. I need both. They all end up in the same place, don't they? Right. <laughs> um, but the thing that annoyed me about it. <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> the thing that is exactly what you were saying before is that negative. Like one of the teams, he worked, used to work as a lifeguard there. So he went to the announcing booth of the lifeguards and said, hey, come buy our snags from our team, blah, blah, blah. We're the best team. And then there was some bitching displayed by the other team, like, that's not fair. And then they went and did it and they're like, yeah, we showed them. I don't want to watch you be a bitch. I don't care. This happened last Sunday night as well. I don't La- want to watch that. Last Sunday night, they went to a mining, a, an open-cut gold mine <laughs> in, in Western Australia. Yeah. And one of the women on the show, her husband used to work at that very mine. Yeah. And so she was gi- given a bit of, eh, vote for the blue team. The husband used to work here. Yay. And the red team going. <laughs> and it's like, I, you know what? Focus on, on the food. And it's too early to be putting these amateurs in charge of making food 11, out of gold. 1,100 meals in 24 hours. Yeah. You're just trying to ruin them. They're, they're trying to get too much drama out of something that already has inherent drama. Yeah, yeah, they're overplaying. They're actually creating false drama and underplaying the actual drama. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah. So, and maybe that's why you don't you don't like it this year. Yeah, I just if I wanted to watch people argue in a kitchen, I can go to work and you know not clean the dishwasher. <laughs> you know? There was a bit of that. There was yeah. a bit of that on Sunday night as well. I don't care. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, so that's a uh, Master Chef Channel Ten every night except <laughs> for Saturday when they have to play football and you have to cook for yourselves, you lazy bastards. Rather than eating what's on TV. Yeah, licking the screen. If you watch one thing It's just cheap This segment is called The Amazing Race Australia Oh, that was on my list of six of the one it things can be all of, It can be all of our things Have you talked about Mo and Moz? We, we've talked. We've talked a little bit about Mo and Moz. Oh, they're the shit. Yeah, they they are totally they are totally excellent. They what make I, me hope for the future of Australia. What I love about Mo, Mo and Moz, uh, and oh, you have not seen episode three as yet. No, this is a problem. Go on, say it. I, every Spoiler. every week, every week they almost get. <laughs> they almost. <laughs> it's like every week they just. They just almost lose, and 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 I don't understand it because they they're quite good but at something. They'll get to like near the front of the pack, and then they'll just go, "Oh no, this bit's too hard," <laughs> and, <laughs> and just and just come like second last by thirty seconds. But that's they're that's just, my guys. That's my guys in life. They should win. <laughs> By all rights, you want them to win. They've got the skills. And then in the middle, they fuck it up. No one knows why and they almost lose. That's my guys. They're really, they're really, I think they're trying to win Stephen Bradbury style. <laughs> they're just trying to Bradbury it into, into the event. And the Amazing Race doesn't work that way, no, guys. it really doesn't. It doesn't work that way. I just, I just want to shake. And, and I, I, I follow Mo on, uh, on, yeah, Twitter. on Twitter. And, uh, 
And so, and because I, I watched the episodes early so that I can talk about them on this show because mm. we record it while it's on mm. and people will be listening to it after it's gone to air. So, uh, and, and so, and, and I'll, I'll give him a direct message going, dudes, you're killing me. <laughs> you're totally, you're totally killing me. Like, and, and, and Mo's theory is that by almost coming last, they get more screen time than anybody else. It's not a bad theory, you know. It's a dangerous theory. <laughs> But it just might work. It, but also, they don't want to be seen as a threat, so and so get voted off the island. There is nothing. There is nothing, nothing about these two guys that looks like a threat. Which is great. Which is so great as well. Which is also the only thing that's helping them get through airports quicker. I'm sure. You know what's the great it's, thing about uh, the Amazing Race Australia? It's got that perfect balance of after saying all this stuff about MasterChef, this sounds like a contradiction, but it's not because I say so. It's the perfect balance of the amount of people I just hate and people I love. That's yes. what I want in my life. I want people that I go, ah, screw you guys, get off my, get out of my face, you racists. And I say, no, if you go faster, don't lose. That's what I want. It's it's people to barrack for, and uh, and it's it's heroes and villains. That's what that's yep. what television's all about. Yeah, heroes and villains. And uh, Amazing Race Australia has done it really, really well. They've got a great balance of, uh, of, and I, I really enjoy it. Mm. And there are there are people who I was expecting to hate, but I end up. Yeah, like barracking for them, like the the models. Yeah, the, the models who who ordinarily I would just go, uh, you got no place, but but they're really good races. And like the old the older ladies, I thought when I met them, I thought I work with some people like you. I don't know that we're gonna see eye to eye, but they're great. They're just having so giving much it fun. a bash, laughing at each other. One stacks it in the water. <laughs> hey, look at that. It's great. It's fun. So, uh, so you and me, Courtney, Amazing Race Australia. Hot damn. It's 8.30, on. Channel 7, Monday. Brett? Um, my one thing is... Amazing Race Australia, because that's the name of this segment. <laughs> no. I can't tell you how much I love it. Like, y- you know how much I love the Amazing Race generally? I think this is one of the best seasons of Amazing Race. It's Total. A, it's Amazing Race seen. for you. From, from, from US, Asia, or Australia, this is one of the best seasons I've ever seen. Even with uh, Caucasian Phil, without Caucasian Phil. Well, we've got Aussie Phil. Those well, cowboys in the hats are pretty funny too. You no, know, but it's amazing race Australia. It's Aussie Phil. Okay, because other Phil's also Kiwi Phil. So, oh, of course, right? Mm. So they're all Kiwi Phil. But he's gone American. Even Alan Wu. I think Alan Wu was born <laughs> in Wellington. So the uh, so it's it's you know so it's Aussie Phil. Uh, Aussie Phil's doing a great job as well. Mm-hmm. So what's your one thing that's not amazing race Australia? Um, I I think I've got this thing for. Uh, so I, I keep on kind of barracking for new shows coming up with uh, Jerry Connolly in them. Jer- Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell, mean? yes. Jerry Connolly. Uh, Not the Queen. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, he's doing new stuff? Like, like you, what? You really, you really want more shows than Jerry <laughs> Connolly? <laughs> hey, hey, it's Saturday wasn't enough for you? A little quaint, but sure, go with it. This little show coming up on Channel 10 locally. It's called The Defenders, 9.30 on Wednesday night. Is Andrew Bolt um, in it? And uh, no... No, oh, oh god! I, I, I heard a bit of his show yesterday. I, I haven't looked at it directly. Yeah. Oh, you'll you'll hate it, Brett. You will like it is designed specifically to make you hate it. Just yeah. from the sound of it, it sounded. You'll be ranting all the way from Sunday like, night to. I was I was on my way out the back door to get to footy training, so I I didn't bother lingering. Mm. But yes, as, as much as I heard in the the three seconds, it was just. You know what, if you can, it's not. I don't like your freaking attitude, if Andrew you can, Bolt. If get you can, the frick if you off can my remove, TV. If you can remove yourself from from your Andrew Bolt hatred, yeah. uh, and and just look at it from from a distance, it is so hilariously put together. But the, 
they have they have missed all the elements that make that kind of political television interesting, which is where you wheel in some, you know, lefty lamb to be torn apart and let Andrew have at it, right? right? But the problem is Andrew He's is boring as a host, there. right? Yeah. He's a good guy that you wheel in and let him go off at someone else. He's a good side guy for that, but he's not a good host. So in his because he's not com- confident in his hosting as such, it's him and two other guys that, who he met at the Young Liberals' last event, <laughs> and they all just sit there and agree with each other on a set that looks like it was made at Channel 31. Uh-huh. It's crap TV. It is you know, it could be great, but they but haven't, Courtney, you know. The important thing, Channel 10 will be paying better than ABC. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, and this is, you know, this is this is one thing, but but also and, and, Channel 10. And in fact, and can I, I, I'm not sure if I've made this point. <laughs> I, I, my, my, my core, my really strong belief is that the ABC has as many people with a social conscience that that broadcast on the station because the ABC doesn't pay enough. And so your right-wing people aren't going to actually do the job for what what people with a social conscience and, will do I would, the job for. And I would love to see an Andrew Bolt show on the ABC. Mm. I would love to see an Andrew Bolt show that has uh, editorial that isn't just baiting. And this is this is... It is. It is just leftist baiting, which is yeah. hilarious for me to watch because I watch it imagining Brett getting angry, <laughs> and and that's that's kind of and I go all right. Well, it's hitting all of those notes. Mm. That's all it's trying to do, though. But it's not actually trying to put forward. It's not any, trying to communicate and bring anyone new in. It's just trying to. Yeah, it's just preaching to the converted. Yeah, absolutely. But also, all all that he does is is anything that he wants to deny. He just comes up with fallacious. Yeah, that's, Data. Yeah, but that's oh, really right wing. Yeah, but that's Andrew Bolt. As from 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 a television well, fact, point of view, it's, it's, it's a just, broader right wing thing. It's mm. just light entertainment before Meet the Press. Yeah, that's all it is for me. Uh, but fun. So your one thing is the Bolt Report, then Brett. <laughs> the Defenders. Oh, the Defenders of the Bolt Report. The Defenders of Jerry Connolly. Yes, uh, which is uh, <laughs> about. Um, Jerry O'Connell and James Belushi. James Belushi. Yes. Oh, Jerry O'Connell, yes. that guy from Sliders. Yes. Yes. Uh, what was actually, the one? That guy from My Secret Identity. Whatever. What was the show You're that we, we reviewed where I kind of got freaked out by his topless form? Uh, like Carpoolers. The ad for the Defenders? Carpoolers. Was it Carpoolers? It was Carpoolers. He, he took off his shirt. Yeah, he took off his shirt. He's, he's not. He's not. He's kind of. He's just so weedy. He's he's skinny, but they airbrushed abs onto him. And oh, did they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can you can tell because you can't have floppy boobs like that and have rock hard abs. <laughs> like that just doesn't work. Yeah. So uh yeah, it was, so exclusive. He's thin. He's thin, but they airbrushed it was it was pretty funny. Courtney, you've you've got one thing I of do, your own that isn't the Amazing Race Australia. Is it um, the Amazing Race Australia? Or, and the Andrew Bolt report. So um, if you watch two things. It, well, he, I was just agreeing and, with his. She was just agreeing with me. It wasn't mine. No, no, I'm just saying that that given it's the Amazing Race Australia week. So if you watch three things, else, is so what we're saying. If you watch two things, your second. It's going to be this way for another ten weeks, Brent. Oh God, um, I don't even know where I am. Who are you people? Right. Do you so, want some pseudoephedrine? <laughs> yes. So uh, they won't let me. They've seen my license too much. Uh, I think it's, people, it's just got axed this week, which isn't a you know a great sign. Between the lines with Eddie McGuire. <laughs> the United States of Tara is in its yes, third it season. Um, Does it get good? 
It's really good this season. It's really good. Eddie Izzard's in it as her tutor. She goes back to uni and he's her tutor. He's amazing. In drag? Uh, in no. Drag. In a suit. He looks quite hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's fantastically written television. There's layered characters. It's it's insightful and interesting. It's really good. It's really, really good. And it's really sad that it got axed. So Did it lose Middle America because it got a bit too smart for its own good? I don't think so. It doesn't feel like it's too smart. It feels... But I'm not sure. I mean, one of their sons is gay. Maybe that's wrong. Oh, they wrong. just stole yeah. that from Glee. It's, it's an affront to, to God. Yeah, it is. They shouldn't that's have that on idea. television. I don't they know. They shouldn't have that in real life. Well, there's mental illness. It's promoting mental illness. It's and the it longest has a clear, one thing. It has a clear anti-Vietnam War sentiment in it. <laughs> and I think that's what the problem is. That You, you can play the pork theme now, and, uh, and that really brings us to the end. Hey, um... When I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. I just loved that Courtney had that excellent callback to to the news. It's a perfect end to the show. Uh, Except that you've got some pork. Yes, I have (laughs) some pork, which I I did uh, 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 preface previously. Um, with his face. Don't call me preface. <laughs> now I've just heard this from from one source. I haven't I haven't gone to the source or anything the to internet. confirm it. Um, but uh, apparently the they're making a movie. That's what she said. A movie called That's What She Said. Yes, based on That's What She Said, which is really freaking sad. Um, what did she say? You know the That's What She Said. Yeah. yeah. Could you pick up some biscuits from the shop? That's what she said. <laughs> I said something funny before I'm done. <laughs> My work here is done. Is that your pork thing? Did, did is, I, that, is that your whole pork uh, thing? Uh, additionally, um, did, I, stri- did I mention Conviction right Kitchen I, I, last I, I, week? I, I, no, I didn't. Is that still going on? Surely that's over no, no, by now. It's, it, is all, it, is, it is all over. Did uh, anyone Interestingly, win? in... Yes. In, what, they didn't in, have to go back to jail in, or what happened? In, None of them had to go back to jail. In yeah. the real life. Except mm. for one guy. He, he, he was a dick, though. Yeah, um, I I wonder if uh, if there's any prospect of a second series of it because Ian Curley has freaking lost it. What do you mean? Um, has he? He's, he's become so so such a big headed asshole from from accounts. Uh, the kitchen staff walked out on service during Mother's Day. Oh wow! On Mother's Day, and and like he's just fucking. What because so he's because he's so famous because he's been on now. TV because he's playing golf with with uh, um, who's the sports guy from Tiger Woods? No. Eddie McGuire. Tim Webster. No, no, no. Channel 7. Jack Nicholas. No, with the wife. Jack Nicholson. Like the, the news Tim Watson. Go. Close. <laughs> Carl Stefanovic. Uh, Peter Mitchell. Panel. I can't think of his name. I'm Glenn Robbins. No. Robsage. No. <laughs> Santo Chilaro. He did a sports show. Sam Pang. No. Brooke Satchel. No. I'm out of people now. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, so Ian Kelly's... Ian Curley's playing... He's uh, freaking lost the plot. Curley's playing golf, and, he's, and he's, that's... <laughs> he's playing golf with someone who's so famous we can't remember their just, name. And just leaving. So he's, so he's playing golf with someone so famous we don't even know their name, right? Yeah. And no, I'm just blanking on his name. Who's, who's the, the sports reporter dude? Tall guy. Oh, come on. Oh, wow. This is awkward. <laughs> You can't Google it. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters, <laughs> episode 266. I want to say thanks to everybody who's been so patient while I've had thoughts come out of my head. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. 
My name's Courtney Hocking and not Josh Cannell. I continue to be Brett Cropley, just bringing up the delicate <laughs> tones of the outro there. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters Catches again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Love you, bye. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards. Brett Cropley is our audio engineer. Peter Wilson coaxes all the bits out of our servers. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell everyone you know and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That will help other people find us and would mean a lot. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world. Find them in Melbourne, Australia on 102.7 FM or at rrr.org.au. There are lots of ways you can contact us and you'll find them all at our website at boxcutters.net. Laurie Zion. Steve Quartermain. No, no, not him. Not him. Uh, what about... Uh, did we say Rob Gell? Could it be oh, Rob Gell? I like Rob Gell. Yeah. Joe Pearson. Um, no, not Joe Pearson. Shane Bourne. Victoria Nichols. Yeah, it could be Victoria Glenn Nichols. Glenn Nicholas. Oh, he goes to my gym. Really? Yeah. Isn't he a bit tubby? No, not anymore. Oh, goes wow. to my gym. Goes to your gym? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Got to start going to your gym. You should. You should go to my gym because you can hang out with me, Glenn Nicholas, and this guy. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.